Hi everyone and welcome to the Fintech Germany Award Jewelry Podcast enabled by Financial Times. I am Alexandra, your host today, and we will provide you with insights on the award, our jewelry members and latest trends in the industry. I'm sitting in Frankfurt today with Hubertus Feit at the Linklater's office to record this episode. Hi Hubertus, great to have you here. Hi Alexandra, true pleasure. How are you today? I guess it's a busy time at the moment with the jury and the Bankengipfel. Yeah, it's a, it's actually very busy autumn. Um, you know, people have a lot to catch up to do after the pandemic. And uh, you, you sense the city is vibrating. <laughs> and have you also been with Christian Lindner this morning? Not this morning. I've seen him a couple of days ago, by the way, at the airport. We bumped into each other, had a quick chat, which was nice. Any insights that you can tell us? Um, <laughs> he was in a very good mood. Um, okay. And uh, um, I congratulated him, actually, on his roadmap uh, with, between France and Germany on mm -hmm. implementing the Capital Market Union. And it was announced just two hours before. I was in the ministry when it was announced. And I bumped into him then at Frankfurt Airport. So things really, you know, were one after the other. And uh, so he looked very surprised. And I said, <laughs> this was a smart move, very well communicated. Congratulations. And then we chatted. Super nice. And um, we have also some more news about Frankfurt, about the financial center, about the city. But before we go into that and to hear it from you, we would like to know who you are and what you are doing. Well, as, as I'm already 63, I'll, I'll, I'll have... Uh, different phases in my life. I went economist by training. I started my life as an economist at Deutsche Bank, was a chief economist Asia-Pacific, mm -hmm. uh, then head of marketing communication for asset and wealth management globally, and left the bank 27 years ago. And okay, uh, wow. <laughs> I then started uh, companies, and consciously say companies, it was a couple, it was consultancy, it was an agency, it was a market research company. So I've been a serial entrepreneur. I But in the financial industry? Or even across industries? You no, know, it was not in the financial industry. It was always as a service to the financial industry. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it was always all around capital markets. So my passion all my life has been the capital market. So I like the market. I like the capital part of it. Mm -hmm. And um, so so that's my, my great pleasure. Uh, and, and all around that services like uh, like communication services and uh, advisory or sales or Whatever. Uh, those are the things around which I, I founded companies and helped set up companies uh, and uh, in the beginning. And I've slowly but surely started to divest many of them, um, almost all of them to partners, um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and then started to become a business angel myself. And the last big episode in my life was started 15 years ago, uh, 2008, mm -hmm. uh, when actually very close to the heights of the financial crisis. I know. We, I was in that already. <laughs> uh, when Frankfurt Mind Finance was founded, because mm -hmm. uh, we figured Financial Center Frankfurt is losing um, ground towards mm -hmm. other financial centers that were well, much better organized, mm -hmm. much better represented and much better marketed. Then they asked me whether I would take on that responsibility. Mm -hmm. And uh, to be honest, the first answer was no. 
Okay, what changed your mind or who changed your mind, maybe? Well, I, do, I don't want to give a name. Mm -hmm. There were a couple of people, okay. uh, but it was basically uh, they called upon me as a duty and uh, they offered me certain, how shall I say, certain liberties, certain leeways. Uh, as, you know, when you're like an, an entrepreneur. When you're an entrepreneur, and I'm an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. you know, I have my own company, I run my own company, uh, That that's key. You know, mm -hmm. other, other than that, you won't do it. And and, and and that changed my mind. And since you are still there in that function, you did not seem to have regrets. You know, the prime minister who basically initiated it uh, told me um, after, I think it was at about 10th anniversary, the biggest achievement actually is that you're still there, that the organization is still in existence. Mm -hmm. So I told him, well, it sounded different when you wanted me to take on the responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> But I know what you mean. <laughs> so it's not, it's not an easy thing have so many different stakeholders, so many political landmines. So you are somehow in politics without being in politics? Uh, it's a political mm -hmm. assignment, but I'm not in politics. And I, I don't think I'm, I have the personality that should go into politics. Okay. <laughs> I guess that could fill another full <laughs> podcast episode. Um, but let's get back to this beautiful town which has been my hometown now as well since 2018. I came to Frankfurt from nine years in Munich and a lot of people said, wow, but are you crazy? Why are you going now to Frankfurt? Munich is one of the greatest cities in Germany. And I said, yeah, it was a great time, but uh, I give Frankfurt a chance because two years before that, a headhunter wanted also to get me to a job to Frankfurt. And I said, no way, uh, I'm never going to Frankfurt. And then in 2018, I joined that city and what I liked from the very start was the people, because the people here are so international, extremely open-minded, and everyone was just welcoming everyone coming into the city and integrating you directly into all the communities, be it in sports or with all the festive wine seasons. I started in summer when there was nice. Nice. All, the, all the wine <laughs> um, events and the other parties. But the great thing, and this is what Achim also mentioned just before, it's, it's small in that respect that you can reach everyone very fast and that you have good connections to most of the people right away because the people are just over the street. Um, and this is what what I really love about the city. Yeah. No, no, thank you. We should make you honorable ambassador <laughs> of the city of Frankfurt. Wherever you go, you, you know, carry the gospel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I sure do. <laughs> you, you know, I'm, I'm born in, in this part of Germany. I'm born in Darmstadt, which is oh. a wider Frankfurt region. Mm -hmm. um, for me, Frankfurt was always like, the kind of center that pulled mm -hmm. me in, but but I studied in Mainz. I I, I lived uh, on and worked a couple of years in Hamburg. I, I lived and worked in Singapore for for a number mm -hmm. of years, and uh, so uh, I, I've been around. And uh, during my my work, I've, I think I've worked in total 15, 16 countries around the globe for mm -hmm. for for quite a long period of time. So I've seen cities, uh, I've seen countries. And Frankfurt is great. It's, it's, it's an absolutely marvel. 
if we if we wouldn't have it, we would have to invent it. It's and <laughs> and it's not by accident that the city is at the crossroads, north, south, east, west. It's a it's a it's a city of fairs. It's a city of finance. It's like you said, it's open. You know, just look at the turnovers the city has. How mm. many people come into the city? How many people go out of the city? And the and the city has a, a huge ability to integrate. I mean, wherever you come from, basically, uh, when you go to one of the apple wine places, uh, you sit at a bench, uh, uh, notwithstanding who you are, notwithstanding what you're wearing, notwithstanding what you're walking, you chat, you know, you talk to people and it's amazing what kinds of people you get to meet, what... uh, what encounters you're having, and and like you rightly said, it's 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 a people here, and the in the openness, and that's motivated me. You know, I've been all my life considered myself to be a a international person, so already at at the age of twenty, I applied for an apprenticeship at GIZ, the German Society for for uh, International Cooperation, and they sent me at that time to Africa. So I worked as an assistant to a government advisor in Africa mm-hmm. at a time when there were no phones. Uh, you couldn't even send a, a letter. I would never get back here. Okay. The buses mm-hmm. didn't run on any schedules. They run somehow and usually broke down on their way. Mm-hmm. So a very, very different time. And, and I loved it. And I learned so much. And my time in Singapore, and, and, and I was at that time, I covered 12 Asian countries. So I was in China, I was in India, I was in Pakistan, in Sri Lanka, mm-hmm. in, in Thailand, in Indonesia, you name it. And uh, for me, it was always a people uh, mm-hmm. and the dynamic and the vibes of the places. And and that's what I love about finance. You know, finance is a truly global industry. It does truly mm-hmm. connect people. And uh, as we talk about FinTech Germany Award, I mean, the whole thinking of, of internationality is what motivates me also about the mm-hmm. whole thing because I believe... Frankfurt is the most international city of, in Germany. Yeah, it's, I believe that too. Since I have been here, absolutely agree. Yeah. And, and I call it the smallest global financial center. True. Mm-hmm. And it's nice. Like you said, you know, the short distances. The FAZ once wrote an article, uh, The Man of Short Distances. Uh, <laughs> and, and because I said, you know, I, I, again, I came here walking. Uh, where uh, are not many cities in the world where you can basically do... Uh, Achim just told that, try that in Berlin, you'll go crazy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, I'm doing a bit of it in London. I'm, I'm, I'm even doing a bit of it in Paris but and, and Tokyo. Tokyo, by the way, great city to walk. But Frankfurt is, I mean, it, it's inviting you to walk. Mm-hmm. And uh, amazing, within 15 minutes of walking, you, you get, I would say, 60, 70, 80% of places you probably want to go. Yeah, that's true. And that's that's fantastic. And it's also interesting that uh, Frankfurt has just won another award recently. Can you talk about that a little more? It's it's a very nice little thing. To be honest, I didn't even know about it before we were asked to help pitch for it. And Frankfurt became the world capital for design. In what respect design? Product design or buildings or please tell us about that. That sounds exciting. A very smart question because probably like myself, when you hear about design, what do you think? You think of clothes, you think of furniture, uh, you probably think or of... Or design art. thinking. Or design, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And the idea of the pitch, and that was way beyond, uh, before we, 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 we joined in, uh, was to have 
the connection between democracy and uh, uh, and design you know uh -huh. how can you democratize the process of designing and design thinking uh -huh. and as frankfurt is the cradle of of democracy in germany and and we also have this year the anniversary of the polsk cathedral and uh -huh. the first german parliament that, uh -huh. that that met in the city um this was the theme so uh, i was invited when uh, when people from the jury came over from montreal So they the, the, the headquarters of the of the World Design Council are in Montreal. So they came and you know they 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 showed a few people around and then they said, okay, what does have the finance industry to do with design, and uh, mm -hmm. and and what's the democratic aspect about it? And luckily, I I had two very strong arguments, and and one of the strong arguments was at that very time the ECB. The European Central Bank uh -huh. was the, making the design of the new notes uh -huh. a, a public hearing, a public discussion. Though so they took in advice, they took in conversations with with people. Uh -huh. And the interesting thing is, none of the designers from the museums and they were all they they they, they didn't even know. Though the finance guy was the one that said, "Look, our money, <laughs> the money of three hundred over million people, will be democratically." Decide. Well, they, okay. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, what that's else? An interesting approach. Yeah. And what else? And then I remembered my time at 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 GIZ, where I said, look, you know, when you do development aid, or development finance, when we want to foster progress, when you want to foster growth, when you want to foster inclusion, mm -hmm. in this design process, as you design the processes. Of course, you take democratic, inclusive, diversity elements mm -hmm. into the design. And uh, I believe that these both Frankfurt-based institutions, GIZ and, and uh, uh, Ashbourne, which is mm -hmm. part of the wider Frankfurt region, and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and KFW, which is on the heart of the city, uh, take that into account. So uh, I was able to explain how those financing, the grants, the financing was Along the lines of mm -hmm. those democratic designs, I think it helped a bit for the pitch. And uh, so, when I learned that we finally got it and we won it, so we, I took a bit of pride. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, that's true. And um, I mean, the thing of democracing money, finance, or to be banked, this is also a huge topic each year on the awards and if we get back to the awards i just learned that you are not just a jury member from the very first beginning but actually you're one of the brains behind this award if that's not true then please correct me but could you tell us about the birth of the fintech germany awards To be honest, I would call Michael, Michael Mellinghoff to be the brain. I mean, okay, Mr. He, FTGR. He is Mr. FTGR. But uh, what I would claim is I, I brought him onto the table. Okay. I brought him into uh, into the whole roster and helped setting up with the community. We had uh, Burson Zeitung in the beginning. Mm -hmm. We had other organizations that, that participated. Uh, and I was, I was strongly promoting Michael. 
Um, and, and Because why? he's building the bridges between other financial places, like uh, especially the the London and Frankfurt. Yeah, I've seen him in London. Mm. I've uh, we together visited some of the accelerators, some of the startup venues. You know, and I could see. Uh, I mean, he was he was living startup. He was living fintech. I know. I know him. I know him even before the awards when we were doing business together. He had a company back at the time, which was. Yeah, also fintech before the term was somehow officially invented. Yeah, right? and, and and he had mm. he had the passion for 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 the place. So he, yeah, amongst others, introduced me to level thirty nine. So I got to know the people, and we started mm -hmm. working. And and at that very time, we had uh, at at uh, university the WHU in Koblenz. Mm -hmm. um, we had a study commissioned about what going forward would be the challenges for the financial center. So that was it's, it's more than 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the findings of, uh, of that commission study was that Frankfurt basically is not on par as far as fintech was more than mm -hmm. 10 years ago. And we, we had initiative. One of these initiatives led to setting up the tech quarter in in a quartier in in Frankfurt. Uh, but we had a number of initiatives. We had some strategic thinking about it to, together with EY, mm -hmm. which were also in the very beginning strong supporters of the award, and uh, and the award itself. So we, mm -hmm. I, I, I would claim we we brought the right people at the table and uh, as we are very very small organization are very very small to be to, to be honest actually shamefully small <laughs> um, it's not we, we cannot do these things ourselves so mm -hmm. uh, what i what i always do is I look for people who have the passion, who have the ability, who have the mindset. And That's I say, a very entrepreneurial approach. Yes. You know, my, my strong belief is when you make yourself superficial, then you do a good job. I agree. Mm -hmm. And I would also say, if you take care about the right people, if you really care about them and um, them to develop, then everything else around it will evolve like magic. Of course, there's hard work behind that, but if you care about the people and have the right people for the right jobs in place, then it will be great for the customers, for the networks, the products will be great. So the biggest thing as an entrepreneur, I would say, is finding the right people for the right tasks in the right face and then yeah. and then let, let them, the magic happen <laughs> yeah and 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 let them lose you know let them go like i said in the beginning you know my precondition was that you know there was no civil servant that yeah and you can you come from the corporate world so you um you know it as well from back at the times when even the management approaches were different i mean a lot has changed uh, since that and i happen to have great managers as well in corporates so that has clearly changed so to the award As you are not just a jury member, but of course you are. And we had yesterday a very, very intense day. It was fun. It was so much fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And Achim and me, we also talked about it. It was energizing. So how did you feel after that day? Energized. As well. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it was a long day. It was a very intensive day. Unfortunately, I had to even interrupt for an hour. I had to step out because I was in Marrakesh of Power to X uh, event, so which I felt bad about it. But it was 
easy to catch up because it was a very structured process. That's one of the things I, mm-hmm. I, I like about what Michael did with award. Yes. It, it wasn't in the beginning. You know, we we, we had to struggle and it, it was him who structured it that way and he did a great job at it. The whole process was very well curated. Um, the discussions were very educated and it was dynamic. So we we'll, we'll, we'll started with, uh, with, with first votes and we looked at that and we discussed. Uh, uh, of course, uh, people were very open and transparent mm-hmm. about where they had conflicts, which obviously some had because some people are invested or involved or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And this whole atmosphere of being transparent about these things, being uh, passionate about what what uh, is in favor, speaking in favor of the companies, uh, balancing the arguments uh, and then coming to conclusion, which are very, very often very narrow decisions. I mean, these, True. Is, uh, these are very close decisions, which is a compliment actually to the quality of the companies, but yes. at the same time also a compliment to the, to the quality of the process. So that was fun, and and it all ended, and it can't be different. Uh, it can't be otherwise with 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 Michael in charge with an Italian restaurant. Yeah, uh, true. <laughs> too late for my for my taste. So it uh, it was heavy food late at night, and and quite a bit of very good wine. Yes, uh, and uh, I think he curated the wine himself, and he brought it to the restaurant uh, himself as well. So. Um, yeah, he's really taking care about the best um, oh, he does. For, for the jury and uh, also to honor our hard work. And I also call it the sleepless nights because it's so many companies on the list. And what I liked as well to see on the list again, evolving now over the years, that some of the companies really started in the awards when they were on seed stage or early stage. And they are developing, developing, and each year you discover something new about the company and that they are still there. And also the numbers that he has presented yesterday about how many of the companies have increased their valuation over the time since they won have, awards, etc. I'll, I'll have these numbers because I found them absolutely mind-boggling. It was 68% of companies that were awarded doubled the value within the next 12 months after the award and we had 11 unicorns amongst the winners so yeah that is so, that is a fascinating number so yeah if we were a VC fund i think uh, our our performance would be outstanding maybe that's a business model opportunity for some of the jury members <laughs> that are in the VC scene but <laughs> i think i think some of them are others are thinking about it mm-hmm. but we probably alex we probably should suggest to to those which are in the VC for a little fee mm-hmm. for a little fee we would make our our collective advice our collective wisdom available for their investment decisions i see the entrepreneurial <laughs> approach in you <laughs> always <laughs> and i liked also the discussions yesterday about business models of the applicants and these kinds of things and of course the podcast shall also help potential future applicants to understand why it's a good award, why they should maybe take into consideration to apply for it, and also um, how the process works and how the jury works, and to reflect as well that we have so many diverse people on the jury with so many interesting backgrounds, experiences. Um, and I uh, thought that yesterday you, you, you could just um, see it directly at one table, what that meant, right? Yep. 
Absolutely. I mean, the different perspectives, the diversity of the opinions and the perspectives of people, that really added a quality which, uh, I mean, I've been in juries, uh, I've been in, in various mm -hmm. premier. The, this one was a particular pleasure. And for me, the discussion also helped to sometimes if rethink one of the decisions because someone of the others has another focus, like um, looking into the, the funding or looking more into the team culture and then bringing that up on the table and telling the others why in his or her view we should maybe think about the company again or discuss it. And that's yeah. Yeah. a no, crucial no, no, no. thing of the process. Yeah, the, the, the voting was very dynamic continuously. I mean, people continuously adjusted uh, as a result of the discussion. I mean, this is probably the biggest compliment you, you can give for the discussion, that people are continuously willing to reflect it because you do have very different perspectives. Sometimes you look at the application, some look at the at the website, others know people, others know competitors in the market mm -hmm. which they bring in, others know cultures, others have seen fundraisings the way they went and the valuations on um, that, that were put into consideration. So very, very, very different angles. Um, and uh, like you rightly said, uh, the, the business model also was discussed. How innovative is, how much technology mm -hmm. is actually in the business model, uh, how disruptive is it, how How daring is it? Uh, and, yeah. Uh, so it's a uh, it's oh great discussion. And I have one particularly problem, or I would not say problem, but challenge for myself. Whenever I look at the list and after the awards, I become a customer of so many new <laughs> fintechs because because I like the approach, I like the app, and then I just want to look at it. And suddenly, after such a session, uh, I have like five to eight new accounts and uh, yeah. Alex, I think it's a great way to do it and a great way to, to, to find out, I mean, how else? You know how how else to judge? And 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 by the way, it's a it's like a, a Warren Buffett rule. You know, he invests only in what he understands and what he consumes. Mm -hmm. um, he eats what he's invested in. He drinks what he's invested <laughs> in. And uh, you're using what you what you are voting for. At least I try. I mean, uh, it's a challenge, but it's it's great to see so many business models. And um, if we go back to that. Are there any trends or topics at the moment that you think the fintechs, the companies should solve next? It's it's a very easy question because there are obviously certain topics which are which are in the space, and mm -hmm. it's a very tough question at the same time. I so, know. And it's a, a from from my point of view, it's it's the biggest issue at today is you know getting the transformation getting the finance thing of the transformation to net zero, you know, all these sustainability mm -hmm. discussions. So everybody who's helping in that transition, I think he's, is up to something. Mm -hmm. uh, whether it has to do with definitions, with data, with uh, an energetic mm -hmm. uh, uh, restructuring, you know, the, the various aspects around it, that's, that's, that's one of the big spaces. The other big spaces, I mean, we're living in, in times of, of, of geopolitical strain. Mm -hmm. um, We're living in times of sanctions. We're living in a time of, of an ever more difficult world. Mm -hmm. uh, and finance being as global as we discussed before, mm -hmm. uh, is facing particularly challenges, be it fraud, be it laundering, be it other compliance issues, mm -hmm. you know, sanction breaches. So AI is the only way forward. And what I think you cannot think often enough is as a financial institution to solve 60, 70% of the issues 
is fairly okay. Mm-hmm. To get to 7 to 80% is pretty, pretty good. Mm-hmm. To get above 80% is tough. So there is no such thing as a watertight solution to all those challenges. Mm-hmm. There is just a work towards perfection without ever reaching perfection. And, and I, AI is a perfect tool for that. So I believe AI applied in these spaces in finance is, mm-hmm. is, is a huge thing. Uh, an older theme, but still not yet fully resolved, is uh, peer-to-peer payment. Uh, I think that is uh, that's a space that sets forever. I'm getting confused each time I want to do a bank transfer. And m- yes, many banks have improved, but some are still on the level where a bank transfer inside of Germany from a German IBAN to another German IBAN takes two bank working days. And I think, why is that? That's such an easy thing, I would say. But yeah, actually, actually, I think that's no longer feasible. And not long. I I just did like four weeks ago, and I did a bank transfer on Friday. Um, I I, I don't after eleven. Yeah, but sorry, that's. I mean, no, no, (laughs) I I know. I mean, you, you know, I know of payment providers that basically had to scale down their system to be connectable with bank payment systems because bank payment system went on their knees because there were yeah. too, too many data flowing in. I, I <laughs> so that is uh, that a huge thing. Yeah, absolutely. But I wouldn't stop there because I, I, I believe another very, very important thing is digital identity. You know, the whole, absolutely. Thing, the whole thing around trust. And uh, I mean, if banks have a huge USP then they have the data trust. they have the data and they have the trust and they have the, the storage and mm-hmm. there would be a natural home for my digital identity you'd probably I don't want to give a name but there are quite a few companies you probably don't want them to be the owners of your digital identity yeah and that's fascinating because after the financial crisis of course the levels of trust towards banks was at the lowest but um, in the last years the level of trust in banks has risen so there are many people in germany but all over europe that trust their banks more with data than the governments which is true when i see how how banks protect themselves and how some institution protect their data. And last but not least on, on that question, I, I think crypto will come back. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not in a big majority or not even in a majority on that view. But some of our podcast guests and Alex, of course, is <laughs> a Alex strong believer, but... Um, yeah. No, no yeah. same here, same here. Uh, I, I mean, this, this is a very, very volatile market. But, mm-hmm. you know, when, when, when you see these geostrategic crises, and uh, mm-hmm. we tend to be very Eurocentric. Yes. Um, and, uh, uh, and I tell all these skeptics, and there are quite a few, and I said, when have you been the last time in an emerging market? When you've been in Africa? When you've been in South Asia? You when can't just get there and get some money out of the, yeah. the cash machine because there is no cash machine. And Yeah, try send money to somebody in Ukraine these days. Mm-hmm. So So that's a pretty good way to do it. And there's so many examples for that uh, that I believe it it will make a comeback, not what we've seen before, not the hype and, you know, not the whole... I mean, there was a lot of gambling as well, but um, what I also think is, yes, it will, it will come back. It um, has matured 
again. So we will see better business models. There will always be gambling. I mean, humans humans are humans. Yeah, it's with with equities as well. And no one would go to the authorities and say, yeah, but uh, please uh, do not do equities anymore, right? I mean... um, Yeah. And to be honest, I think a bit of gambling isn't bad for humans. Why? Because it's the way you learn things. You know, I, I strongly encourage people to gamble. I mean, not necessary on a market, not necessary with cryptocurrency. And not with a, with a credit behind it. Not with a credit <laughs> behind it. But, you know, playfully you learn uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, test your hypothesis, try it out and behave like a child because that's, that's the way you discover things. And, uh, and once you, once you in your mind already have all the reasons why it probably won't do and why it's probably not the right thing to mm-hmm. do, no, be a child and try and play. I've also some cryptocurrency savings plans. But for me, it's important that, and then we go back to the trust, that you have your stuff with a regulated institution. Um, I think that's more important than ever. And we have an advantage in Germany on that. Absolutely. We have a lot of great regulated institutions Absolutely. in that field. Yeah, so it's a natural home for your digital identity. So, so these have been not one or two trends like you probably hope for. It's quite a few, but that no, okay. exactly makes it rich and that makes it so exciting. That's why I don't think there will ever be that fintech is no longer exciting. No, the, the, the range, the ability is so vast that uh, I think we'll, we'll, we'll probably meet for the next 20 years. Yeah, that's great. So we make another podcast session. (laughs) (laughs) If we go back to the award and the jury, is there a person that you would not have met if it wasn't for the awards? Because of course, you have been in the industry very long, you know a lot of people already, but is there someone you would not have met without the awards? There are quite a few. And, okay. uh, and you know, the both of us have met uh, <laughs> yes. that way. I mean, we, we most likely would have met other ways as well. You know, thinking about it, I don't want to name one person. Why is that? Because there's so many nice people and it's so enjoyable with working there. So I, I don't want to put a name to that to, to, to give them an injustice. The good thing is each and everybody in the jury mm-hmm. is worth meeting each and everybody is absolutely worth, agree yeah, whichever way we met we were meant to meet that's also true right thank you for that answer as well and we have one other category in our podcast episodes and Achim has also placed a question that you can answer today and As Achim was here as a representative for Berlin, and I asked him some questions about the financial places Berlin and Frankfurt, he wants to know from you, how should we build more bridges or stronger bridges between Berlin and Frankfurt as these two amazing hubs in Germany? Well, first and foremost, we built many bridges. You know, when Achim Achim was not where he is now in, in mm-hmm. charge for financial center of Berlin, mm-hmm. we already included him into a group that was Finance Germany. And we gave him all the support. <laughs> Great. Uh, that shows you that, yes, we want to have our capital to have uh, a chair in it. Mm-hmm. It's great that the job Achim does, it's, it's, it's just great. I mean, he's been so resilient, he's been so persistent, he's doing a fantastic job. Uh, 
So to answer your question, what else can we do is whatever is needed. Why? Mm -hmm. Because we really truly want to have it as widespread as not. The thing about Berlin, which I don't like, is that Berlin is very much in itself. It's not a city that is as much outgoing, as much looking beyond the borders mm -hmm. as Frankfurt does. Mm -hmm. And uh, for us as a finance industry and actors in the finance mm -hmm. industry, I believe there is clearly an under-representation of financial knowledge in that city. Mm -hmm. So whatever it takes to help Ahim in that city to succeed, be it fintech or anything beyond and besides that, we'd be very happy to do because it's good for, for our country. Mm -hmm. And whatever is good for Berlin is good for Frankfurt, and whatever is good for Frankfurt is good for Berlin. So we're not the kind of people that think narrow <laughs> and think mm -hmm. cities. I like to make sometimes jokes about it, you know. And he, about the airport. About the airport, <laughs> about <laughs> Berlin. You know, I, 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 I once said the difference between Berlin and Frankfurt is Frankfurt is Berlin for adults. <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, you know, but, but these are jokes. And of course, there is a competition there, but there is first and foremost uh, complementary. So what I believe is in terms of uh, B2C fintechs, Berlin has an advantage mm -hmm. in terms of uh, hugely disruptive business models. Berlin would be a better place to be. But when you look at capital markets, mm -hmm. when you look at process efficiency, when you digitalization of processes, when you look at B2B business models, mm -hmm. be it risk or, for example, AI topics on what I mentioned before, fraud and all that. So Frankfurt is the place to be. And last but not least, because Berlin is, uh, is attracting talent, Frankfurt provides connectivity to the world. So, as, mm -hmm. uh, so I think the, the, the cooperation between the two cities would be beneficial for mm -hmm. all, all of us and um, and that's why you know we brought we brought Achim into the European Financial Center Roundtable we brought him into the World Association of International Financial Centers which we helped set mm -hmm. up so there, there was not a single door which we didn't open for him so we are building the bridges yes that's great to hear and the last question now is a question that you do not answer but you can ask for the next guest so we do not know who the next guest will be but what do you want to know from whoever will be the next guest on the podcast so how can we ignite the joy of being working entrepreneurial mm -hmm. into the wider society okay that's, that's my question that's a very good one so I'm also curious who will be the next guest to answer that one. And for now, thank you, Hubertus, for being our guest today. I guess we could have done much more discussions about the culture, the city, the food, the places. But maybe we do that on another episode. I would be happy to. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or once you've been named honorable ambassador of the city of Frankfurt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. If, if we do that, then, um, of course, then we make another episode about uh, Frankfurt, the city and, and all these great places. Thank you today for your time. 
it's been my privilege. Thank you for listening today to this episode of the Fintech Germany Award Jewelry Podcast enabled by Financial Times. All further information can be found in the show notes.